What is going on, everyone? This is Jordan coming back with it to you with the fourth episode of Out of Bounds Golf. My co-host Nolan is not around tonight, so we are going to ride this thing solo. So let's jump into things. Uh, we had the 3M Open last weekend. We got the John Deere Classic this coming weekend. And we are now officially two weekends away from the British Open. So to cover the 3M Open first, we had Matthew Wolf pulling on his first PGA Tour victory at 21 under. We had Bryson DeChambeau and Colin Morikawa tied for second at 20 under. And Adam Hadwin pulling into fourth at 18 under. Um... You know, pretty pretty good tournament. We had back-to-back -back weeks of crazy low cut lines and very low winning scores, 25 under and 21 under back-to-back -back weeks. So that's pretty rare. Um, however, when we get into the John Deere Classic, I think that, that could be maybe three weeks in a row. We'll, we'll see. I don't think the cut will be quite as low this weekend. Uh, there are some smaller names with a lot of bigger names playing in the, the Scottish Open, getting ready for the British Open. So I think it could be another low-scoring week, but I'm not sure if it'll stay on pace of, of what we've been doing the last two weeks. Matthew Wolf, third career start, uh, professional start. Uh, he became just the third player to win the NCAA individual title and a PGA Tour event in the same season. The, other, the only other two guys to do that were Ben Crenshaw and Tiger Woods. So uh, pretty impressive showing for him. Uh, he not only won, but he was able to drop an eagle from just off the green on 18 to beat Bryson, who had a, a great approach shot and an eagle himself to put himself in, in that tied for first position until Matthew came along. Um, so for, for it being a, a very low-scoring tournament, you also had a lot of pressure and, and a lot of intensity coming down the line. Uh, there were some players that didn't do too hot. Uh, we had Phil again missing a, missing another cut on a very scorable course. Another regular tournament, uh, missed cut for Phil. He just seems to be struggling lately, especially in non-major tournaments. So we'll, we'll see what happens to him in two weeks at the, the U.S. Open, or the, the British Open. Uh, a couple other disappointing players. There really wasn't too many big names that did, did horrible. Um, I'd just like to point out J.J. Henry and Ryan Moore, both of them shot sub-70 first rounds, came back and shot mid-70s in the, the second round and ended up missing the cut. So, again, not the most disappointing thing just because those guys aren't expected to go out there and kill it, but certainly not an impressive week for them. Uh, on, on the opposite side of things, the people that we would like to talk about, uh, the young guys getting it done. Um, Victor Hovland, he was, uh, I think he finished tied for 13 with a very respectable score. Obviously, Matthew Wolf winning it. And Bryson DeChambeau, who has proven he can win on the tour, uh, but, you know, is not always consistently up there both, both him and Matthew Wolf kind of stepping up big in the, the end of the tournament there. So those guys are definitely my most impressive performance. Obviously, it's hard to say anything, anybody but Matthew Wolf deserves that with uh, pulling out the victory with a, with a clutch eagle putt on, on number 18. Uh, you know, interesting things that happened this week. It, it seems to always come back to, uh, to our buddy John Daly. At first, he applied for the use of a cart at the British Open. He came out and told everybody that he was denied the use of a cart in the British Open. Then he came out and said he was going to try to walk it, even though he wasn't sure he could finish the walk of the course. And now it comes out that he is withdrawn from the British Open 
because he was bit by a brown recluse spider. So just let that sink in for a second. Um, we have a headline from The Sun. Mr. Sam Morgan. I guess that could be a Mrs. Sam Morgan. Either one. Uh, the headline, Glad to be alive, golf legend John Daly was given mouth-to-mouth -mouth and had emergency operation after he was bitten by a brown recluse spider on holiday in England. Some, some of you may think that John Daly is the loser of that end. I think the, the ultimate loser of that is the, the poor sad sap that had to give John Daly mouth-to-mouth. -mouth. Either way, not a fun week. No cart. Then you think you're going to have to walk. Now you got a spider on you, which I don't care what kind of spider it is, that's bad news. But then it turns out to be a brown recluse and it bites you. And then apparently he almost dies. We'll see. Uh, I hope Hopefully more will come out on that as the week goes on. We get into next week. So we'll have to keep tabs on that story. Because that, be, that could be pretty wild. Maybe they'd give him a cart if they, uh, they would have known that he was going to be bitten by a, by a brown recluse. But nonetheless, he is now not playing this week. Next week. This week he was not playing anyway. Uh, however, now that we get uh, past our John Daly, seems like our weekly John Daly story, uh, we could talk about the John Deere Classic. We were down at TPC Deer Run. It's in the northwest part of Illinois. I've been there and played it a few times. Uh, you know, relatively easy course for these guys. Uh, they played as a par 71. They played at about 72 100 yards, 73 it looks like, maybe. And, you know, pretty wide fairways. There are some bunkers. There's a little bit of water. Um, but overall, this course is, you know, pretty fair. It's pretty scorable. Nothing too insane about these greens. So players will have good good approach shots into the greens. Should allow them to, to set themselves up for some good putts. Water could come into play coming down the stretch. There are a couple holes, uh, 18 with water on the left. Uh, we've seen a couple guys hit great shots out of that left bunker across the water over the last couple of years. But uh, this is really going to be another chance for them to go crazy low. I believe our cut last week was three under, uh, so we didn't quite get back up to that four under to tie the, the record low cut line. But we weren't far off, and with this being a par 71, and if we look up some of the past results of this course, these guys have really just torn it up in the past. If we look at, where do we have it here? <clears throat> if we look at the past results of the John Deere Classic, just some of the winners. We have Michael Kim last year winning at 27 under. Uh, I find it very hard to believe that they'll be able to repeat that. Um, but the year before that we had Bryson DeChambeau at 18 under. We had Ryan Moore in 2016 at 22 under. Spieth in 15 at 20 under in a playoff. So it's a very scorable course. I find it hard to believe we'd ever see another 27 under, but I would not be shocked if this winner comes around, uh, you know, 21, 22, kind of like what Matthew Wolf did last week. So, I, I, again, I don't think we'll see that cut line either. I would expect maybe a one or two under cut line, maybe an 18 to 21 under fin, uh, final score to win it. So we'll see what happens. A couple of the odds, there's really not a ton of big names in this, uh, but the three guys we had last week, Colin Morikawa, he is 14 to 1. Victor Hovland, 16 to 1. Matthew Wolf is 20 to 1. Uh, you got a couple other, you know, 
common names. We got Lucas Glover and Charles Howell III at twenty to one. And then you get a couple of long shots in there. We got Bud Colley, Zach Johnson, Kyle Stanley. Those kind of guys are all hovering around forty to fifty to one. <clears throat> and uh, last week, Nolan actually forgot to make his pick or was unable to make his pick. Uh, I do have some of his notes for this week, and uh, he did make a comment on here that one of his biggest disappointments of the week was the internet coverage in northern Wisconsin. He was up on his yearly camping trip with the family. I think he went to go make his pick and was unable to get any sort of service to do so. Uh, so I believe, I think he said he was going to go with Patrick Reed. Would have finished him about, I think, T23. So really not a huge miss for him there because he wouldn't have gotten a ton of money, and he also gets to save Patrick Reed for later in the year. I picked Victor Hovland, T13. I think I got about 200K for him in our one-and-done contest. So moving on to this week's pick, uh, I'm not sure if he has the, the capability and the consistency to do it, but we are going to go with Matthew Wolf, picking him to win back-to-back -to -back tournaments. Uh, I think he was on a roll last week. That's got to be a big confidence boost for him to finally pull it out. And... Uh, Again, like I just said, there's really not many big names in this field. So uh, last week I was thinking that Victor Hovland was going to be the one to break through. I thought that that tournament provided the young guys with a, a good chance to break through with there not being you know tons of competition. Turns out it was Matthew Wolf. So I'm going to go with Matthew Wolf again and hope that I didn't flip those two and, and have Victor break out this weekend. Uh, my backup for this week is Charles Howell III. The man of many nicknames, Chucky Three Sticks, Chucky Three Bones, Charlie Tri Eyes. He's got a lot of them. Charles. He's the backup for me this weekend. If we move over to Nolan's pick, Nolan picked the Matrix, Zach Johnson. He won it in 2012. He tied for second in 2009, 2013, and 2014. And it looks like Nolan has a note here. He said, as of, as of uh, 2017, he extended a streak of consecutive rounds of par or better at TPC Deer Run to 37. 33 of those rounds have been in the 60s. Also, as, 2000, uh, as of 2017, Zach had seven top ten finishes in the event, six which would have been in the top five. Also, as of 2017, his number of rounds below 70 of them out in the event were at 43, the most of any player. He has 279 recorded birdies at TPC Deer Run, the most of any player. So he's got plenty of historical success. We'll see if he can do it. Again, like we talked about with him last week, he seems to be that guy that you always forget about, and then all of a sudden his name pops up towards the top of the leaderboard. Hopefully that doesn't happen for him this weekend. I have no hard feeling against Zach Johnson other than his god-awful sunglasses, but I'd really prefer that Nolan don't uh, pick up any any uh, ground in the, the one-and-done contest. Looked like his runner-up is going to be Victor Hovland, so throw in the backup of another young guy. I do have the girl in the room. I need your opinion on something. What? How do you feel about Zach Johnson and the way he wears his sunglasses? Um, he wears them high and tight, right against the face. The the wings of the sunglasses are up around the hat. Scale of 1 to 10, how bad is it? 10 being awful. Mm, probably like a 12. It's a 12. I think I may have given it a 12 last week. 
I think I said on a scale of 1 to 10, how much does it bother you? And I think I said it was been a 12 for a while. Anyway, can't stand it. He's awful. Hopefully it's overcast so he doesn't have to wear them. Because uh, if he's wearing them, I'm just going to root for him to play bad. So we'll see what happens with that. But I'm, uh, you know, I'm okay if he doesn't play all right. Having said that, that, uh, that pretty much wraps it up for our John Deere Classic talk and our picks for next week. So we will move on without Nolan and learn about another golfer. So I gotta pull up. Let's see here. I gotta pull up the random number generator. And let's see here. Let's put it up to a hundred. Let's see who did we get? We got number ninety-one. Which is a man by the name of Ryan Fox. So let's do a little Google search of Ryan Fox. And we'll throw golf on there since he's a little bit down in the standings. He's from New Zealand. From Auckland, New Zealand. Went to King's College. Let's see here. Five foot ten. Still haven't had a tall guy on here. Bubba Watson's probably the the tallest we've had. He's 30, 32 years old. Let's see how many wins does he have. He's got five professional wins. Looks like he has one on the European Tour. He's got one on the Asian Tour. He's got three wins on the PGA Tour of Australasia. And two wins on the Challenge Tour. Uh, let's see here. Looks like, uh, wow, look at that. His dad played rugby, Grant Fox, and I guess his grandfather played cricket. He was a cricketer or a cricketeer. I don't know how you say that. But uh, his name was Merv. That's that's a cool name. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I don't, uh, I, I don't recognize many of these tournament names. Nor would I really expect to. Um, let's see here. His best uh, best finish in major championships. He's yet to play in the Masters, uh, the PJ Championship. The, uh, all of his best finishes come in 2018. So, you know, maybe he'll be uh, maybe he'll be relevant or at least in the picture for the next couple of years. We'll see. But uh, all in 2018, PJ Championship, he came in tied for 27th. U.S. Open, he t came in tied for 41st. And in the British Open, he came in for tied for 39th. Let's see what else we can find out about Ryan Fox. Let's see. He's got a Twitter. Let's go to his Twitter. Uh, his Twitter bio, he is a pro golfer. He is an Olympian. And he is a proud New Zealander. His, uh, his Twitter is at Ryan Fox Golfer. Go follow him. Ooh. Third, third tweet. Second tweet. He pulled out the S word. He, uh, let's see here. Oh, look at this. We, we found gold. We found gold. The European tour tweeted out 17 hours ago. He hit a hole in one dot, dot, dot for par with a sad face. And he quoted the tweet and he said, and I quote, these are his words, not mine. If only I hadn't hit a shank first up. So apparently he hits a, 
hits a hosel rocket, drops one, and then dunks it. That's pretty cool. Huh. So uh, there you go. That's a uh, little Ryan Fox for you. Again, uh, 91st in the world as of a few weeks ago. Not sure if he's moved up or down since then, but that's the list we're sticking with. So, uh, yeah, pro golfer, Olympian, proud New Zealander from Auckland, and he's officially hit a hole-in-one for a par. So not many people to do that. But that'll about wrap it up. So looking forward to seeing how low we can go for the third week in a row at John at the John Deere Classic this weekend. And uh, I'm not quite doing preparation as hard as Tiger Woods is right now with the 1 a.m. wake-ups, but I am definitely ready for the British Open. It does feel a little weird that that is now the last major of the year. I still feel like we should be waiting for the PGA Championship, but that'll take a little getting used to. I'm sure by the time next year rolls around, it'll probably feel probably feel normal. But as of right now, it feels a little weird that the last major is in a week and a half. So we will come to you next week with the results of the John Deere Classic, and we'll do a deep dive into the British Open and make our predictions and see what happens. Uh, so again, you can reach out to us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at capital OB. I better pull this up so I don't say the wrong thing. Capital OB underscore golf pod. So you can give us a follow. We'll tweet out the podcast if you have anything we want to talk about, have any predictions, any questions, anything like that. Hit us up, and we will talk to you next week. See ya.